0: Spanish officials apologize for spraying the beach with bleach. Belgians are urged to eat twice as many French fries to help deplete the coronavirus potato mountain. And a Swedish city is going to dump a ton of chicken manure in a park to deter visitors. These are the Weird Stories for Wednesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast during the pandemic that's hosted by a comedian who's alive and healthy. (laughs) Here are the Weird Stories from around the world. I'm glad you're here. Bye.
1: Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in
0: weird AF news. Oh yeah. Spanish officials apologize for spraying the beach with bleach. Authorities in a Spanish coastal resort have apologized after spraying a beach with bleach in an attempt to protect the children from the coronavirus. Zahara de los Atunes, near Cadiz, used tractors to spray more than 1.2 miles of beach with a bleach solution a day before Spain allowed children out of lockdown for the very first time. And no doubt some of those children wanted to go to the beach. Uh, and they were very pleased, I'm sure, with the uh, <laughs> that lovely smell of bleach in the air. You know when you guys are relaxing on the sand dunes? You know, you're... Uh, Protecting your bag of Cheetos from the seagulls. You're thinking about when am I going to go in for a dip, and then uh, and you smell that lovely bleach. It's just a great day, you know, laying back, kicking back on the beach, smelling bleach. Just love it. Environmentalists say that the move caused some brutal damage to the local ecosystem on this beach. Spain has been badly affected by the coronavirus, as you know. Uh, It recently announced a four-phase plan to lift its stringent lockdown measures and return society to the new normality by the end of June. Maria Dolores Iglesias, who heads an environmental volunteer group in the Cadiz region, said she had visited the beach at Zahara de los Atunes and seen the damage for herself, the bleach damage. She said it killed everything on the ground. You can't see anything. Not even the insects have survived this bleach spray. The beach and its dunes are protected breeding and nesting places for migratory birds as well. And Miss Iglesias said she had seen at least one nest with the eggs destroyed by the tractors. Oh goodness, they're destroying these nesting grounds of these migratory birds as well, don't they? Don't they look into this stuff before they get busy spraying bleach on things? I don't know. You're spraying. You're spraying bleach. You should do some research before you spray bleach. Bleach is used as a very powerful disinfectant. It is logical that it. "'be used to disinfect streets and asphalt. "'But here, on the beach, the damage has been brutal,' "'this woman told the media. "'They have devastated the dune spaces "'and gone against all the rules. "'It has been an aberration what they have done, "'also taking into account that the virus lives in people, "'not on the beach. "'This is crazy!' "'Miss Iglesias said that because of the lockdown, "'wildlife had been thriving on the beach, actually.' The beach has its own way of cleaning itself. It wasn't necessary to put bleach here, she says. They do not think that this is a living ecosystem, but instead they think of it as just some land. This was a wrong move. Another official said, I admit this was a mistake. It was done with my best intention. Oh, this person was probably in charge of the uh, Operation Bleach Beach. Mr. Conejo, he said that they wanted to protect the children who were coming to see the sea after six weeks in confinement. Well, I don't know what you do. I mean, is spraying the bleach on the sand helpful? I mean, do you think you're going to kill the virus? You think the virus is living in the sand and the rocks? I don't understand. Last I checked, this was carried by people. <laughs> so, unless you're spraying all the people with bleach that arrived to the beach, which I'm kind of okay with, then <laughs> I don't see how this is working. Instead, you're just going to kill the, locals, the local life that thrives on the sand. I just don't get it. You think by spraying crabs with bleach that the people aren't going to get the virus? You think crabs are spreading the virus? I don't get it. The seaweed that's laying there is going to be uh, carrying the virus? And Can somebody clue me in on this? The sorry part is uh, we have politicians making decisions. Um, many of these politicians have no knowledge of biology or any any type of science, really. They're very much in the dark. They know just about as much as I do about science. And then these politicians, they go and make decisions on how to solve a, uh, a biological issue. It's very sad. This is why you got somebody like Trump suggesting that patients inject disinfectant to help treat the coronavirus. People see this person. It's a person of authority. And, um, you know, the ones who aren't as bright are going to try maybe drinking disinfectant, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> so... I mean, I think we need to – when a politician says this is how we should solve a biological issue or a science issue, I think we all need to take a step back and wait a few days before we heed their advice. Let's get some scientists involved before we go along with what you're saying and you know, maybe not bleach our entire environment or drink it, for that matter. Belgians have been urged to eat French fries twice a week – in order to deplete the coronavirus Potato Mountain. I've never heard of Potato Mountain, but it sounds like a nice place to climb. Belgians' farmers have exhorted their countrymen to step up to the plate and eat frites twice a week in order to help demolish a 750,000-ton potato surplus that is built up because of coronavirus. Frites, I guess you say. How do you pronounce this? Frites or Frites. It must be frites, like pommes frites. It's a kind of chip that is fried twice. They fry it twice? It's the national dish in Belgium, apparently. I had no idea. Oh, I need to go to Belgium. I love French fries. I'd like to try them fried twice. That sounds lovely. Uh, It's the national dish in Belgium where they are regularly paired with mayonnaise and mussels. Mussels? For real? I mean, I'll eat them with some mayonnaise. Spicy mayo, please. Mussels, I've never thought to put with... Uh, French fries. That that might be delicious. I'm open to trying it. Anybody want to fly me to Belgium? Potato farmers were hit very hard by the country's lockdown measures, which were imposed in mid-March, and it closed all the restaurants. Here's a quote. Uh, Secretary General for Potato Growers. Whoa, that's a funny position. I'm the Secretary General of Potato Growers. (laughs) And I'm the Secretary General of Radish Growers. And I'm the Secretary General of Sprouts Growers. Do they have a person for every little piece of vegetable? I wonder. Here's a quote from Romaine Cools. What a cool name. Let us all eat French fries twice instead of once a week. That's it. That's the quote. This is the solution from Romaine Cools, Secretary General for Potato Growers. Even though the country's iconic frites shacks were given special dispensation to stay open during this time many have shut because of the pandemic anyway those that stayed open have been seeing customer levels drop considerably the damage was compounded by the cancellation of belgium's many music festivals where frites are eaten in huge quantities Mm, the music festivals have been canceled all over the place did you guys were you guys hoping you'd be going to burning man this year nope sorry you can you can stream it though you can take LSD in your living room and stream Burning Man and pretend you're there. Did you know Belgium is one of the largest exporters of frozen french fries in the world? Guess how many they how many tons they export per year. Go ahead, guess. Doo bee doo doo be but doo be Notice I have to change the actual Jeopardy theme to avoid copyright infringement. Scooby daba dooby dooby doo ski dooby doo. What's the number? It's two point three million tons of French fries frozen per year shipped from Belgium. mister Cools told the uh, the newsblad newspaper that the freezers were full and that potatoes risked going to waste. He said a campaign with an anti-food waste organization in supermarkets would soon be launched to ask the Belgians to eat more chips at home rather than at the traditional fritknot. Fritknot? F-R-I-T-K-O-T? Fritkot? What is that? Is that like a French fry festival? Oh, man, I'd love to go there with a little tub of spicy mayo in one arm and under the other arm. Obviously ketchup. Although I bet you in Belgium they don't allow... Like, they're like offended if you use ketchup with their french fries you know some people take their fries very seriously in the region that they're in you know like in england don't they put like uh either mayonnaise or vinegar on on the fries i don't know what do you guys put on your fries by the way i'm just curious where do you live and what do you put on your damn fries i've put some crazy stuff on my fries man i've dipped them in mcdonald's sweet and sour sauce i'm not proud of it but you know when you're feeling like a monster when you're high you'll do anything you know I also like the honey mustard. I'll dip it in honey mustard. I'm not. What about a little chipotle sauce? I'm not above that either. Not above it. Well, these frites go way back. They're thought to have been fried in Belgium since the 17th century. Unbelievable. They've been frying food for hundreds of years. Legend has it that American soldiers serving in World War One incorrectly named Belgian frites French fries and the name stuck. Oh, how American of us to just screw up everything when it comes to anything that's like exotic. First of all, it's from Belgium, not France. So why are we calling them French fries? First of all, and then they're frites. You don't even call them fries. They're frites. Of course we screwed that up. Yeah. Not proud of it. How do you guys like your uh, French frites? <laughs> call the show. I want to hear about it. 646 2012 I should do a whole episode on sweet potato fries because they're just glorious. A Swedish city is dumping A ton of chicken manure in a park in order to deter visitors. The university town of Lund in Sweden is going to dump a ton of chicken manure in its central park in a bid to deter up to 30,000 residents from gathering there for traditional celebrations. Uh, Lund could very well become an epicenter for the spread of the coronavirus on the last night in April. I think this is a good initiative, said the chairman of the local council's environmental committee. Well, what's happening at the end of April? Well, it's apparently it's called Walpurgis Night. Some big celebration. Uh, this guy said that we get the opportunity to fertilize the lawns, and at the same time it will stink. And so it may not be so nice to sit and drink beer in the park that day. Adding that the only potential drawback was that the smell may not be confined to the park. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's going to just spread everywhere. It's a smelly... I mean, how many tons of chicken shit are you putting in this park? You think it's not going to smell up the whole the whole town square? Lundbolt. This guy, Lundbald. Lundblad, what's his name? He said, I am not a fertilizer expert, but as I understand it, it is clear that it might smell a bit outside the park as well. These are chicken droppings, after all. I, I cannot guarantee that the rest of the city will be odorless, <laughs> but the point is to keep people out of the city park at all costs, apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure this will work, man. You, you put a bunch of chicken manure in a park, no one's going to go there. Is this really uh, a little drastic, though? I think possibly. Uh, people are doing drastic things, though, to try and corral this pandemic. And as I've mentioned earlier in, um, in a segment, uh, many times it's the politicians that, that pull the strings here with these decisions on what to do and, and how to problem solve. And these people aren't biologists, and they just don't know what they're doing half the time. They did something out in LA. I noticed at Venice Beach, they filled in the skateboarding park with sand. Uh, you know those bowls that the the cement skating rings. I don't know what you call them. They filled the damn things with sand so kids wouldn't go and skateboard through them. Very effective though. That's pretty smart, I'd imagine. The sand was right there. They just pushed it right in, and uh, that was how they solved that problem. It would have been funny if they put chicken manure in there. That <laughs> would have been hilarious. The article mentions this Walpurgis night, which uh, it's celebrated on April 30th. It's widely marked across Central and Northern Europe with parties and bonfires. The festivities are classed as spontaneous, so cannot be banned by authorities. But to avoid the risk of spreading the coronavirus, many towns and cities in Sweden have asked the citizens to give the tradition a miss this year. To pass up Walpurgis night, which I've never heard of. Sounds like fun, though. I'd love to experience Walpurgis Night, some sort of spontaneous celebration with bonfires. Ooh, I'll bring my marshmallows and s'mores and see you there, Sweden. I don't know how. I can't do your accent. I can fit in, though, with Swedes. Absolutely. You know, we're living in an interesting time now where you have to just sort of um, forego some of your traditions, some of your holidays. I mean, I just had a birthday where I didn't see anybody. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty weird. I didn't go out, do really do anything. A cake was brought to me. That was pretty sweet, but it wasn't a typical birthday. And so some of our holidays are just going to have to, you know, I mean, if this goes on to Fourth of July, what's that going to look like? I have no idea. Mother's Day. What are you going to drive by your mother's house and yell out the window? I love you, ma. I mean, that's the kind of situation we're in right now. So you got to you got to pivot. You got to do what you can to, uh, you know, keep the safety regulations in order, keep social distancing in order, but still enjoy your holiday or your tradition. It's a tough situation. I don't know how you. I don't know how you fix these things. You try and find a medium, a happy medium between seeing people and not seeing people, and still keeping the holiday spirit alive, alive inside your chest. You know, just keep it in, alive inside there, and just celebrate the love in, alone, alone in your bedroom and crying like I do, like on your birthday. You should sit there and cry, and wish you could have a Chuck E. Cheese party. You just do what you can, though. And you see Chuck E. Cheese is right down the street and it isn't even open. <laughs> and you can't have a pizza with your friends and play games. It's so hard to live right now. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Weird AF News. I'd love to read a customer review that I found on Amazon that just came in from Melissa Hernandez, who gave it five stars. She wrote, you rock, thank you, and keep it up. I randomly added this, Weird AF News, to my flash briefing. And I'm so happy I did. I don't even write reviews like that, but I had to tell Jonesy thank you. Florida Friday hooked me in one day, mainly because my best friends from grammar school decided to move to Florida in their late 30s, and I think they are both nuts. LOL. Anyway. Stuck inside right now here in northern Jersey where I'm so close to everything coronavirus. So you are truly a ray of sunshine. Thank you, Jonesy. Thank you, Melissa Hernandez, for taking the time to write a nice review on Amazon, a place I need reviews because I only have 3.7 out of 5 because so many people gave me one star. I don't know what's wrong with these people. They got a chip on their shoulder. Don't they know there's a virus going on here? We're all just doing the best we can in life. (laughs) Actually, a lot of those one star reviews came before the virus. But um, I'm trying to turn this train around. So any little positive review. Uh, such as the one Melissa just gave me, which was, you're just a rock star reviewer, Melissa, for someone who doesn't do this very often. Killer review. That's so helpful. And by the way, uh, Jersey's great. My people from Jersey, you know, I know a lot of people from Jersey. I spent some time in Jersey. I lived in New York City for 10 years. Jersey in the house. Hope you're safe, Melissa Hernandez, you and your family. Um, Look, we're all just trying to get through the best we can. Stay safe, listen to podcasts. If you love Weird AF News, by the way, the best thing you can do, uh, if if you don't feel like writing a review, which would be extremely helpful is uh, the best thing you can do is just tell a friend to check it out. You know, uh, I find that people, the people that recommend podcasts to me or documentaries to me, that's, those are the people I listen to. Those are the people that I, you know, cause I, they're my friends and I trust their opinions. So I'll, I'll check things out if they recommend it. Uh, so yeah, please recommend it to a friend. That would be super helpful. Uh, you can share it on the social medias as well. Don't, uh, don't hesitate to pump out the podcast. There's links uh, all over the place for the podcast. Uh, also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all these places, at Funny Jones. You can pretty much find me anywhere, at Funny Jones. Uh, the phone number to the show, 646-450-2012, and the email, funnyjones at gmail.com, which also happens to be my PayPal. So if you wanted to send me a birthday cash gift or something, buy me a cup of coffee, that is where you would do it. Just send, a, send Jonesy five bucks for coffee to uh, funnyjones at gmail.com on the PayPal. I published a few birthday call-ins at the end of this, and I want to thank those of you who called and wish me a happy birthday. Some of you wish me a happy birthday on social media as well, and I appreciate that so very much. Um, it was a it was a weird birthday this year, but uh, you know, we got through it. <laughs> Lastly, check out my Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash weirdafnews, uh, where you can enjoy some extra. Bonus episodes like the one I just uploaded. It's all about coronavirus with me and Dave Neal, comedian. Um, uh, We weigh in on like, I don't know, a dozen or so stories. It's about an hour long. I also just uploaded um, another piece of weird entertainment because once a week I'm going to recommend something weird to watch or read or listen to during the during the lockdown. Uh, as as you know, I'm really into weird stuff. I'm always scouring the web to watch something weird. It's usually a, an a, an outrageous documentary about something odd, like the deepest hole in the planet or some weird stuff like that. So I'll, I'll I throw things up there for you guys to check out because you might be bored. You might want to investigate something that's uh, that's just that's weird that you weren't familiar with hitherto, and that's where uh, that's where I come in, hopefully. So uh, and there's also, by the way, on the Patreon, there's a little crew on there of really quality people and. They all have discussions. We have discussions, and it's it's a good time. So check it out: Patreon.com/slash/WeirdAFNews. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. I will see you tomorrow, and I will be doing the coronavirus conspiracy theories. Uh, so if you have or you've heard of a coronavirus conspiracy theory, please call the show or email me a link, and I'll cover that. Um, I got a, f- a list already that I'm going to go through, but uh, yeah. So call the show or call or email me. All right. Too long.
1: It's your favorite Texas couple, James and Angel. Just wanted to say happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. I hope it was a good one for you. Sorry, it's a little late, but we just uh, hope you had a good time and everything. All right? And I wanted to tell you that you're a great guy. And we appreciate your show. Okay? And your fans will take care of you, buddy. All right? Talk to you later. Alexa, hang up. Hey Jonesy, it's Michael from Iowa City. I just got to tell you that uh, on the story you did yesterday about the undercover operation at the German barbershops, you slipped into your uh, German accent and it is absolutely incredible. You know, you've, uh, got a lot of accents that you slip into and most of them are really, really good. But your, your German or Middle Eastern one that you slip into is just spot on, man. Uh, the German one specifically is very good. It just, it's just incredible. Um, you do like a, a Middle Eastern, a Middle, a Middle European, like Croatian or just a generic one like that for other, uh, middle European accents. Those are just also very, very good, but your German one is absolutely the best that you do. And I know you said you listen to tapes and then you just kind of imitate and try to pick them up. And this one is, is absolutely the most successful one that you have. And just congratulations on that because it is absolutely terrific. Anyway, I just wanted to congratulate you on that and give you some praise for that because it is, it is the best. So, uh, just wanted to, to pass that on because it is terrific. Anyway, take care. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, Jonesy, just calling in to wish you a happy birthday. Um kind of sorry because I just realized that I, well, forgot about it. So, um, yeah, well, happy birthday.